Please be aware that this series is tongue in cheek and not for the easily offended. You couldn't make it up with Pat O'Mahony in partnership with Tesco. Every little helps. This is News Talk. Hello and welcome to You Couldn't Make It Up. Man, it's good to be back. You Couldn't Make It Up is the show that pokes a cheeky finger of fun at those making the news each week and pilfers their stories to help our guests create a pair of comedy sketches that they'll perform at the end of the programme. I'm your host, Pat O'Mahony, and joining me today are two teams of funny folk that will milk the news for all its comedy goodness. On team one, please welcome comedian and author Colm O'Regan and stand-up Emma Doran. And on Team 2, it's ubiquitous funnyman Carol Spain. And from Bridget and Eamon, it's Sharon Mannion. U- ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. I, I wonder what the IRA used to be but was described as ubiquitous. No, the IRA were ubiquitous, ubiquitous me. <laughs> <laughs> OK, let's kick on. Round one is news of the world. This is where we play some fairly self-explanatory audio clips to see if our teams have been paying even the slightest bit of attention to this week's news. Some characters we hear in this round will have a starring role in the team's sketches at the end of the show. Colm and Emma, here's yours. As someone who lived through the Troubles, we never had a hard border. There were 20,000 soldiers in Northern Ireland and they couldn't hermetically seal the border in Northern Ireland. So it is a bit of a nonsense, frankly, to talk about a hard border. The impetus that they're talking about stopping people of eating meat never worked hard because if you were a hard worker, there's nothing to revive you again than a, than a piece of good meat, whether it is bacon and cabbage, beef or, or mutton stew. <laughs> Colm and Emma, uh, what was that about? Uh, that, well, that was Arlene Foster talking about yeah. there never being a hard border. And I suppose if you never had to cross it during your time, uh, <laughs> it didn't really matter how hard it was. Uh, you just kind of stuck to your own people. Uh, <laughs> But and then there was of course uh, Danny Healy Ray. Um, I, I like what I like about Danny Healy Ray is I don't think he'll he'll let any antipathy towards vegetarians or vegans get in his business way. I mean, I think we, it's not long before no matter what Danny Healy Ray says about vegans, we will see him with the happy pair uh, <laughs> doing handstands. The two of them trying to keep their caps on. Actually, no, Danny doesn't have a cap yet, but uh, he'll he'll get the family cap eventually. So I just love that idea of. And is this what you do? Now? Yeah, that's absolutely what you do. It's amazing. Uh, they, um, uh, get up at five o'clock and swim in the sea. I'll swim in the sea too if there's money in it. You know, I think it's. <laughs> I just, I love when I see, anytime I see Arlene on the TV, I just feel like I should get ready for camogie training. You know what I mean? She just has that head of a camogie coach. <laughs> I like the border as it is now, where, but like Satnav is telling you everything you need to know all the way up to South Armagh and you cross into South Armagh and the sat-nav says, tell him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet. Danny Healy Ray, he was talking about, you know, the things that, like, the meat would revive you and then he names mutton stew <laughs> and bacon and cabbage as being the selling points of meat. It was, it was not exactly a Bordbia ad there. Like, I don't remember anyone who's had mutton stew since The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was, of course, Danny Healy Ray claiming that vegetarians have never done a hard day's work in their lives. We also heard DUP leader Arlene Foster telling the world that there has never been a hard border in Northern Ireland. All right, Carol and Sharon, here are your stories. We have pizzas, we have 300 hamburgers, many, many french fries, all of our favourite foods. Uh, I want to see what's here when we leave. Nottingham Forest have confirmed the appointment of Martin O'Neill as their new manager. In a statement, the Championship Club claimed the former Republic of Ireland boss is realising a lifelong dream. There's no mention about his backroom staff or whether Roy Keane will be O'Neill's number two at the city ground. So, Karen Sharn. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the first one there is about Trump and he had, um, so he invited a college football team to the White House and served them like a load of fast food and uh, McDonald's and Wendy's and Domino's. And I just, (laughs) I just love like how off guard he was caught, you know, he's like, oh, you're here. I thought we'd just order in. (laughs) Like he, he probably forgot to do all the things you're supposed to do. When visitors come, like he didn't, he didn't clean the bathroom, you know. It did look like when all the food was on the table, it did look like a drugs bust. <laughs> Do you know when they have all the drugs and guns and money that they hold? They says, "Oh, look, look at this. We found the guys with twenty hamburgers." I'd, uh, I'd say they loved it though, because they're. Athletes like so, they probably never get this. This is probably it reminds me of when I used to go to Weight Watchers, and then after the weekly weigh in, we'd be like, I'll have five Domino's pizzas, please. The other story um, was uh, the return out of work, oh. Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane not out of work for long, you know, um, back at Nottingham Forest. They seem, they seem to be inextricably linked now, the two of them. You uh, would miss, uh, you would miss um, uh, Obama, though, I think, like with all the Trump stuff, like you kind of, it makes you hanker after the, the good old day. Like I loved Obama, like I don't know much about <laughs> politics or American <laughs> po- foreign policy, but I just thought he was cool. <laughs> uh, like I, I spent a summer in Chicago and we actually lived around near where he uh, lived in Chicago and like, just full of these amazing people, this lovely African-American community. They were just so cool. Like, there was this amazing lady, and she wasn't even using her real name. She was going, hey, my name is Brown Sugar. <laughs> and I was like, that is so cool. Like, I can't pull that off. How are you? I'm Shukra. <laughs> you just can't do that here. Bring him back. He gets such negative. I think he's, he's a visionary. I mean, I think he saw China and saw they have a big wall, and he thought, oh... There's no Mexicans in China, is there? (laughs) That was indeed President Ronald McTrump... Sorry, uh, President Donald Trump providing fast food to US college football champions Clemson Tigers when they visited the White House. We also heard of the possibility that Roy Keane might be joining Martin O'Neill as part of the new management team at Nottingham Forest. So, round one has provided us with characters for our end sketches. Now let's see if we can put some words in their mouths. Round two is stand and deliver. This is all about the quotes of the week. We want our teams to tell us who said this. I'll be ringing this little bell here. When they get one right. So, Colm and Emma... These are your quotes. Colm, you're doing the reading, right? And Emma, you're doing the guessing. So, off you go. 
yes, I brought the hammer from home. I'd do it again if necessary. I think I went on a date with him. I have no idea. <laughs> it was just one day's... I don't know, dear. Well, he certainly made a name for himself after that date. That was Edmund Honahan, Master of the High Court, who broke windows in a courtroom in protest at the stuffy conditions. But he gave himself bail. Uh... <laughs> really? I didn't even know that. That's crazy. I wouldn't go swimming there at all. Now, after that, we actually just watched Jaws today. <laughs> oh, yes. This is the woman uh, in Australia, wasn't it? Talking about the shark. That's right. Yeah. Irish. Yeah. I can totally relate. Because t- last month I watched Fatal Attraction and now I'm stalking somebody. Do you know what I mean? It just it makes total sense. It's normal for spouses to fight. It would be strange if they did not do it. But don't let the children hear it or see it. That's your man who owns my local chipper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's got to be old Popey, is it? That's right. That's right. Pope yeah. Francis. Ceremony. That's all we've oh. time. Oh, buzzer gone, buzzer gone. That's all we've time for. Yes, it was Pope Francis during a ceremony to baptise 27 newborns, uh, an annual tradition in the uh, Sistine Chapel. So, well done, Colin and Emma. <laughs> Sharon and Carol, here are your quotes. Sharon, yep. you're doing the performing, and Carol, you're on guessing duty, right? Yes, okay. There you go. It's like Connacht winning against the All Blacks. Oh, the 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 the, the Supermax won against McDonald's. Yes, yes. yes. Pat, Pat, Pat McDonald's. Pat yes, McDonough. well done. Uh, Supermax won a court case oh, I get, against. I get the McDonald's. fast food one right. <laughs> this could be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I would like fifty-year-old uh, women to stop sending me photos of their bottoms and breasts. Oh, yeah, there was a French author who said that during the week he was giving out about older women sending him pictures. Correct, yes. He, his name was again... Oh, how do you, how, it's are, are written you, there now, yeah. yeah pronounce it's, it there. Yann um, Moi. Yann Moi. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's it, yeah, what that's I'm Or in this yeah. case, don't Yann please. <laughs> yeah, he's 50, but he can't sleep with anyone over 50, so... Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, okay, uh... Because of the shutdown, I served them massive amounts of fast food. I paid over 1,000 hamburgers, etc. Oh, why was it Sharon half the time? And then that was a clip of Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) That was indeed my flawless impersonation of Donald Trump, US President, tweeting about having served the Clemson University football team a spread at the White House. And that's all we've time for. Well done, Carol and Sharon. Okay, we now have our characters and dialogue for the end sketches, but our team still needs somewhere to set them. Join us after the break, during which we'll be off trying out this fabled mutton stew. You couldn't make it up with Pat O'Mahony on News Talk in partnership with Tesco. Every little helps.
Welcome back to You Couldn't Make It Up before someone tabled a motion of no confidence in the show. Let's move straight into round three, Reckon Me Headlines. This is where we dig deep into the dark recesses of the internet for some nonsense news so you don't have to. News talk Susan Kyo will deliver some cryptic headlines and our teams will do their very best to unravel the stories behind them. Fingers on buzzers, everyone. Susan, can we have our first headline, please? One great leaf for mankind. One great, one great leaf for mankind. Sharon. I was so excited to use my buzzer there. <laughs> just, uh, you were buzzing. I just was buzzing to buzz it. Uh, okay, so I think this is the uh, planting on the moon. So uh, the Chinese, uh, w- they went to the dark side of the moon and they planted like a little vegetable or something uh, to see how that would go. It's a long and way to go. To it is a it. long way to go. It's like the worst allotment ever. Like, you know. Killer for the Chinese is they probably planted something, you know, took ages and like, just like with me and carrots, watching them for the whole summer and then you go into Aldi and it's six for 60 cents and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what's the point? It's pointless. Why would you bother? So we think it's China growing plants on the moon. Yeah. Let's find out. Susan, can you tell us the real story, please? China has become the first country to successfully grow a plant on the surface of the moon. A cotton seed was germinated aboard the Shang's 4 lunar lander and then placed on the moon's surface. A small green shoot recently emerging from the seed provided the evidence of a human first growing plants on the moon. Well done. Well done, me and Sharon. <laughs> Although I... Hate to be the bearer of bad news. Just before we came on, I did read that the plant has since actually died. Oh, Oh, spoiler alert. It's so cold at night on the dark side of the moon that it froze. Oh, Oh, sorry about that. The poor crater. (laughs) 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 Okay, Susan, what's our next headline? Nuns on the run for gold. Nuns on the run for gold. Emma. This is the Vatican that have their own um, athletics team now. So they're going to, it's going to be a whole lot of nuns uh, training, but they're going to keep them away from all the field events. You know, like, you know, like shop put where they have the belt in case they just get a smell of the leather and want to like smack a child or something. Do you know what I mean? Just all times, do you know what I mean? And Sister Jocasta won the Stations of the Cross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's down, she's down. She's she's up again. (laughs) That's the third time. Uh, Susan, are they right or are they wrong? 60 Holy Sea runners, Swiss guards, priests, nuns, pharmacists and a 62-year-old professor who works in the Vatican's Apostolic Library are the first accredited members of Vatican Athletics. It's the latest part of the Holy See's long-standing promotion of sport as an instrument of dialogue, peace and solidarity. Well done. Am I the only one who's suspicious of the mention of pharmacists in that? <laughs> you know, the nuns, they have a habit already. Let's not. <laughs> On to our next story, please, Susan. Ooh la la, stripped loin is off the menu. Ooh la la, stri- oh, Carol, you're enthusiastic. Ooh no. la la, stripped loin is off the menu. There's um. 
there's a restaurant in Paris where people go and eat naked mm. and it's closing down because there's not enough um, business. Uh, how is it going to, how would it land? You, it's not somewhere you could really go on a date, like, you know, oh, oh not a window seat, thanks. Um, <laughs> but you know, it wouldn't work in Ireland because every time you go somewhere, you meet someone you know. So you yeah. go, oh, there's my cousin Mick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember him that year in Clara Lara when he shrieked? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Susan, can you reveal the story to us, please? Paris's first nude restaurant will close its doors after just over a year. Au Naturel revealed itself to the world in December 2017 with the novel idea that instead of dressing up, diners would dress down. Once naked, customers could enjoy a three-course dinner, including foie gras, lobster and snails. Sadly, the clothing-free operation has gone bust and will serve its last meal next month. Right, well done, guys. Now we have everything you need for your sketches. So, Colm <laughs> and Emma, from round one's big news stories, I'm giving you Danny Healy-Ray and Arlene Foster as your characters. From round two, I'd like you to use the judge's line, yes, I brought the hammer from home. And you're going to set your sketch in the Vatican. Oh. Mm. Mm. Well, holy God. <laughs> Sharon and Carol, my gifts to you are President Donald Trump and Roy Keane. I also want you to use that French author's line, I would like 50-year-old women to stop sending me photos of their bottoms and breasts. And could you set your sketch on the moon? Mm. Mm. There's fancy. <laughs> uh, okay, teams, take yourselves backstage to work on your sketches, and we'll see you shortly back here for their world premieres. <laughs> While we wait for our teams to create mirth magic, let's look into our crystal news bowl to see what may make the headlines for the week ahead. To deliver next week's news, please welcome this week's Mystic Meg, comedy actor Lisa Garvey. Foster eats boiled eggs to prove she knows the difference between hard and soft. <laughs> Guard the source reassures Cabinet that they are not over breathalyzing, as quote, half of them things are fake anyway. Huh? <laughs> Backlash against Gillette continues as Bic release its campaign. Don't worry, lads. Is our grant. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Garvey. Okay, please welcome back our four comic adventurers, Emma Dorn and Colm O'Regan, Sharon Mannion and Carol Spain. Tom and Emma, remind us of what we can expect in your sketch. Uh, our characters are Danny Healy Ray and. Arlene Foster. Uh, <laughs> the role I was born to play. <laughs> we are somewhere in the Vatican. And what's our line again? I brought the hammer from home. The judge's one. Okay. Colm mm-hmm. and Emma. <laughs> Woo! Woo!
am now in the Vatican City, where God controls the weather from. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. What's that sound? It sounds like someone from the north using a hammer. <laughs> bang. Arlene Foster, what, what are you doing? Are you taking the frames off the paintings? I'm doing no such thing. Bang, bang. You're, you're acting as if the durable, permanent, elongated structure wasn't around them at all. There was never a hard border around this painting. <laughs> never. And what are you doing here? One of our nephews is a priest here. We're trying to get him elected a pope. <laughs> and where did you get a hammer to take the frames off the paintings? I brought the hammer from home. <laughs> and there's another frame, bang, bang. You'll be worn out after all that hard work. You'll need a bit of meat to revive you. Good stuff, uh, guys. Uh, Sharon and Carol, tell us about your sketch. So our sketch features the characters of Donald Trump and Roy Keane, mm. and we're on the moon. Yeah. Uh, our line is, I would like 50-year-old women to stop sending me photos of their bottoms and breasts. Okay. Which, as an aside, I would like that to stop <laughs> No comment. <laughs> All right, guys, good luck with that in your own time. Hey, Roy Keane. How are you, Donald? Welcome to the moon. I'm here. Rocket man, give me a lift. Space Force, you know. I hear China, China, China have been here growing vegetables. Gotta stop that. I'm from America. The bigliest, the best, the greatest. I know how you feel. I'm from Cork. Right. Show me the dark side. Oh, you don't want to see my dark side. I once nearly crippled Alfie Inga Haaland. Allegedly. <laughs> what are you doing here anyway? I'm checking out the facilities in case we ever play an away match. And what do you think? Well, at the end of the day, it's a bit like Saipan. It's rubbish. Look at the rough surface. There's no atmosphere. It's like playing at Arsenal. Look at that wall down there in China. China! China! I'd like to build a wall. And I'd like 50-year-old women to stop sending me photos of their bottoms and breasts. Never, Never gonna, gonna happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Okay, there's just enough time for me to declare who are this week's hard-working meat-eaters and who are the lazy vegans. <laughs> so... Carol and Sharon, you're this week's winners. You go home. You go home with a week's supply of hamburgers. <laughs> Colm and Emma, you go home with Trumpel. <laughs> That's all for now, folks. Can I have a huge thank you for this week's guests, Colm O'Regan and Emma Dorn, Sharon Mannion and Carol Finn. If you want to come to a recording of the show over the next nine weeks, check out newstalk.com slash events. In the meantime, I'm Pat O'Mahony. This is You Couldn't Make It Up, and we'll see you here same time next week. 
You Couldn't Make It Up is a Firebrand production funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland in partnership with Tesco. Every little helps.